I'm Ginger. And I'm Dutch. another episode of ginger and dutch on the ginger and dutch podcast folks ready to go tonight week one nfl football haven't been more excited for sports fuck the bubble i don't care anymore it's nfl football we got fans and stands we're ready to go dutch i'm bringing you in week one what'd you think pal well let me just say I was excited. I spent the entire day on the couch watching some football. I don't want to talk about work. I don't want to talk about the golf business. I don't want to talk about anything else but football. I was jacked. I didn't like the fact that my hometown, Minnesota Vikings, I don't know who was playing the friggin' sound crew there, but they shit the bed. And it it sucked. Other than that, what a great week! I know I went two and one on our picks. I know you uh, you didn't do so well, but uh, listen, it was the first week. It was a tough go. Um, let's chat. Let's let's talk about how it went, what you liked, what you didn't like, how our picks went, and who we got for this week. For sure, and and you know what? It's I I always tell you this: week one's always a tough go. I uh, I had a tough week. I had one push and a couple of losses. I had a bad beat on the uh, the Detroit Lions. DeAndre Swift, my boy, I've been pumping you up for the last couple of weeks on the podcast. Fantasy football, I draft you. And you go ahead and you drop one in the end zone to win the football game for my Detroit Lions. You're killing me, pal, but I know you'll be back. But, um, Dutch, I was impressed. I was impressed overall by the, the quality of the football. Um, I know the refs were a little bit lenient on some penalties and, you know, the holding calls and, and uh, you know, some of these in the trenches types of calls, uh, hands to the face, all these calls. Um, but overall, the football I thought was relatively clean for, for guys that haven't been able to uh, get in there on training camp and, and get their uh, their hands and feet and knees and all that dirty. But I thought the, the football was over was pretty good quality. And uh, as always in week one, we see a couple upsets along the way. And we see those big-name teams that uh, put themselves and entrench themselves in the spot. Yeah, there was tons of upsets. Um, But are they really upsets? There was tons of upsets. Uh, Listen, I'm in a a fantasy survivor, as everybody is uh, these days. Almost 2,000 people and over 1,000 people were eliminated. There There was lots of crazy, crazy picks. But, like you said, you do not know what to expect. There was tons of injuries the first week. San Francisco's decimated with injuries. Uh, your hometown Buffalo Bills, uh, two linebackers that are down. There, there, was, there was a lot of little things that happened this week. But that's football. That's, that's the way it's going to happen. You cannot justify who you're going to pick. Anybody that thinks they know what they're doing, and listen, I can gloat all they want that I was 2-1 and one and you were – you were you had a push and you had two losses. Okay, so I'll take the reins right now, and I got the early lead on you. But 
the picks were tough overall. I, I, I didn't have a great week. Uh, I know you were a little better than me. If we look at the entire week, you were a little bit better than me across the board, but it's a tough go picking. I got some great picks this week. Uh, you know, and I have also have, you know, I have a team of the week. I got, a, I got a couple really, really good guys that, that, that stood out to me. So, um, listen, it's a quarterback league. You've always said it to me, Ginger. Who was your who was your guys? Who who stood out to you the most this week? For me, there was there was a couple a couple different guys that that stood out to me. Um, that first off, I you know I always look at those guys and and you know I was talking with with the old boy off the air and and those guys that entrench themselves those those four to six guys that you know were in the MVP race that kind of locked themselves in and I think. You know, you you got your Patty Mahomes, you've you've got those guys, but a guy that kind of flew under the radar, that was looking on the way out. It was that whole that whole kind of argument, not argument, but that whole thing was brewing with the Green Bay Packers and drafting the new quarterback, and and a guy comes out in Aaron Rodgers and just shuts absolutely everybody up, and says the sheriff's back in town. Devonte Adams, fourteen catches, and I know it's on your Minnesota Vikings, and I know it hurts, but you know a guy in Aaron Rodgers right there that that just completely shuts everybody up. Yeah, we shouldn't have drafted the receiver, we drafted the quarterback, but don't you worry about it, guys, because I'm in charge still. Russell Wilson, another guy that just entrenches his spot in the MVP race, that says I'm the man. There's put put it on my shoulders and my shoulders only. And I will take the Seattle Seahawks to the promised land, no doubt. And then my third guy, and you may have him on your list too, because I know you were pumping his tires and I tripped you for kind of, you know, the Dutch hot pick when we, when we talked about the NFC West. But a guy that did it for me was Kyler Murray. How good was, was his football game to only take one hit? He rushes the ball for almost 100 yards, I think nine or 10 times, doesn't take the hits, throws it. He took a while to get going, but those were my kind of three guys that kind of stood out to me as from the quarterback position that kind of said, you know what, this is my league. It's a quarterback league and I'm going to take charge. I, you know, and, and I, and actually I'm fired up and I wanted to, I want to actually fight you because the, that's exactly what my notes are. Uh, we'll just say quick, Russell Wilson, three twenty-two, four touchdowns, Aaron Rodgers, 360 plus yards. Four touchdowns. There were some balling guys, and 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 Arizona's my team of the week. And you said it. He was over ninety yards. He was over ninety yards on the ground. Needless to say, he loves his new. He loves his new target. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, career high, fourteen catches, one hundred and fifty yards. He just missed a touchdown. He was short by a foot. You you nailed it. Those three guys were to me the the outstanding guys this week. Um. I told you two weeks ago, I said that Aaron Rodgers was going to have the FU tour and he was going to be, he had a bone to pick with everybody. And you know what? It, it hurts. It hurts to see the purple pride and it hurts to see the the Vikings get their asses kicked on the home opener. But, you know, I got a bigger deal, which is who showed up? What, 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 what team, what, what, what setup showed up? The, the crowd noise, the setup was horrendous. 
for the Minnesota Vikings. You look at all the other games. You look at the New Orleans Saints. The Bills game was on. You look at some of the outdoor stadiums. You look at the night game in L.A. Man, oh, man, oh, man. Whoever was doing the Minnesota Vikings crowd noise and everything, they, they shit the bed because it was terrible for the first two quarters I could hear every single one of Aaron Rodgers' cadence. And that's wrong. And I'm not making I'm not I'm not saying that they were doing anything wrong, but the, the fact of the matter is every other team figured it out. And I'm not saying that Green Bay was gonna uh or the Vikings were gonna beat Green Bay, but they really blew it there, man. They blew it there. And I was disappointed the way they 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 set it up for their home opener in Minnesota. Yeah, and, and that's like one thing that I that I saw with a bunch of the football games that I was watching on Sunday was you know, some teams caught on quick and some teams um, didn't. And I found by the time four o'clock rolled around and we got into those afternoon, those afternoon games and, and. Niners Cardinals game and then the game of the week in, in um, New Orleans and Tom Brady and, and the Bucks, which was how good was it to watch Brady just get his ass kicked. But um, those games were those games were bang on. But um, those early games, there was a few games where you know you're right. They they took a while to get going. They took some time to get the crowd noisy. And and like I said to you last week, this is going to be a learning experience for everybody um, across the board from from the sound crews to the game crews, the game operation crews to to everybody, fans alike. To, to get going so so take it easy on your vikings they'll be back again they're a good football team and they're gonna rebound and you don't have to worry Doug. well i yeah listen i i hope that they can um pull it together like you said a lot of a lot of the coaches a lot of the um a lot of the talk was you know we're still in preseason well you know what there were some teams that 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 we're stuck in preseason. You know, you look at the Philadelphia Eagles. They were a big, big uh, favorite this week. And they got off to a 17 and nothing start and just pulled the shoot, lose the game outright. I don't know what, what Bet365 is doing, but, they, they, you know, they're given they're given guaranteed wins after a 17-point victory. Well, how do you do that on week one? I mean, this is preseason still. And you know what? A lot of the coaches said that it's preseason. Listen, let's get through a couple of weeks before we um, we're, before we flip the switch to see where we're at. But listen, it, it's difficult. I get it. It's difficult. Um, I thought it was a great first week. I didn't do so well in my picks. I did. I did win a couple bucks. Um, I'm still alive in my survivor pool. Uh, fantasy, what you were going to get to in the blitz was okay, but yes, good. I, I want to talk about something that's really cool. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm just happy that NFL's back and I'm happy that we're, uh, we're, we're talking about it right now. Um, we got a few other things to talk about, so let's, uh, let's flip the switch here. Let's, uh, let's get into the, uh, let's get into our Raptors. They, uh, they, they almost pulled it off, but eh, just uh, just a, a couple buckets short. Yeah, um, 
tough loss, tough loss by the by our Raptors. And and we said it right from the start was the fact that if they didn't have Pascal Siakam, the secondary scoring, would they be able to withstand the Celtics run with just Kyle Lowry as that main scorer? And ultimately, when it came down to it, they couldn't. They couldn't. Um, they couldn't withstand it. It was uh, a seven-game series. We we all thought that it was going to go six or seven. Uh, even when they were down two nothing, I knew that they were going to be able to yep. fight back. And um, down three two, I thought they were going to be able to push it to seven. And I I truly thought they were going to take it down in seven. But uh, listen, it, when when you're your second and your third best player don't show up, it's real hard to beat a team that's that's two or three deep in the Celtics. And this, look at look at the uh, the proofs in the pudding. Celtics are off to a lead uh, tonight in Game One of the Eastern Conference Finals against Miami, and um, they they may do what Dutch said a couple weeks ago and, and what you said, and be able to go to the Eastern Conference Final here and and be able to get to an NBA championship. Yeah, you know what? It, uh, I was looking at the scores there. I think they're in overtime right now, and. It's a shame that that uh, the Raps could win, but I know they locked up uh, Nick Nurse just recently, which is great. And uh, Masai Jiri is going to be next on the on the totem pole. And uh, let's let's hope we can have the three feet. Let's hope we can get uh, the big man, uh, the big man, the Greek freak, as everybody calls it. And if we can, you know what? We're going to be uh, we're going to be around for the next few years. Uh, it's going to be a tough series. I know there's a game seven tonight. It's uh, it's tipping off as we speak right now uh, for Denver and the Clippers. Um, I hope our good old uh, local native Jamal Murray can uh, take them down. I know we both had the Clippers uh, yeah, in the series. However, to me, I I, I really think uh, you're going to see you're going to you're going to see the Celtics, which we talked about, and and then uh, it's it's exactly where we where we said. Uh, Clippers, Lakers. I hope we're wrong, but but it, it's still shaping up to be a Clippers Lakers um, conference finals on that end, and uh, we'll see where it shapes out. Looks like uh, they're just finishing up here. Uh, Boston's got the lead; they're up they're up by four in the in overtime here. So we'll see if uh, that's game one for for their series. Um, what about the NHL? What do you think? Well, before you flip over to the NHL, I'm going to pick a bow with you here. Okay. Don't you dare sleep on those Denver Nuggets. 5 and 0 now in elimination games. Yep. There's no way that you can sleep. They were down 3-1 against Utah. Right? Now they're down 3-1 against the Clippers and it's now 3-3. They're playing game 7 tonight like you said. I got Come the pom-poms out. I got the pom-poms out, man. I'm hoping that I am hoping that Jamal Murray and the boys can take them down. I do. I have the pom-poms out. The, the, there's no way this is this is just it seems like destiny does it not like five and zero against elimination they're they're on fire why can't they do it tonight against the clippers i'm cheering for them because you know what it, 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 will they get by the lakers who knows it, it looks like lebron's gonna be able to make that run um but you and you never know with Kawhi tonight but um i'm cheering for him tonight and i'm not counting them out my clippers might be in trouble because I had the Clippers in the Lakers. You had the Clippers in the Lakers as well. But why not for the Nuggets tonight? Be able to uh, be able to take it down. 
Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And listen, and then and, and let, let's flip tunes. Look, I, I, I were the finals are uh, inevitable. They're coming up real soon. Uh, all the bubble stuff's working. Clearly, it's working in the NFL. I know we're struggling uh, back at home here, and and everybody's talking about going backwards here. Uh, let's let's hope we can finish everything strong here. The Blue Jays are making the run. They've only got a, about ten games left. They're getting their asses kicked right now by the Yankees today, but they're 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 in shape for a playoff. But with respect to the NHL, boom. I know we've been going on and we've doing our picks, but yeah, I'll I'll take a little props and I'll pat my uh, my back here. Uh, Dallas Stars. Taking it to the Stanley Cup. Last time they were in the Stanley Cup was 2000. They uh, they had an amazing victory last night. They were down 2 nothing going into the third period. Come back, win it in overtime. And now my, my beloved, uh, I'll say beloved only because I got a big bet on them and I'm hoping for it, but my beloved Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Lightning. They're uh, they're in game five. They're about to take uh, the Islanders down. They're up. Uh, actually, it's tied one one right now. What do you think? Do you think this is going to be it? Do you think I'm right here? Do you think we got Tampa Bay Dallas Stars final here? Well, how could you not? How could you not? Um, you've had Tampa Bay from the start. Yeah, I had uh, you know I had Pittsburgh beating Tampa in the in the Eastern Conference final. So. Um, yeah, I think I think Tampa Bay is the class here in the, in the NHL, and I, I don't see the Islanders be able to steal three off Tampa right in a row. And and hey, I'll be the first one to put my hand up when I'm right. I'll be the first one to put my hand up, and I'll when I'm wrong, I'll be the first one to put my hand up. And I am was dead wrong about the Dallas Stars. I had them fourth coming out of. Uh, out of the playoff there when we first started this whole bubble thing and into the qualification of the top four. I had them getting upset right off the hop, and they've done nothing but prove me wrong, and they are now in the Stanley Cup final. And, hey, what a great celebration. It was nice to see the guys um, show that they actually cared about it and this actually meant something to them. And, and it's nice to see that, you know, Sagan and Ben and uh, – Pavalski and and all these guys but what that to me the Dallas and Vegas series came down to ultimately was Anton Kudobin um absolutely stole the series right from the start stole three hockey games um saw the stat the other day 163 shots on net 151 saves when you're averaging over 30 saves a night in the in the Western Conference Finals that's solid because you know that in playoff hockey, you're not getting 40, 45 shots unless the game goes to overtime. So um, when you're averaging that and, and making those saves, he stole the series for them. The, the forwards were um, able to capitalize on opportunities, even though Vegas have played them on a couple of the games and uh, good for them. I'm, I'm happy for them. Nice to see that they've made it since the first time since, I believe 2004, and uh, we'll see how it plays out in the finals. I think Tampa's going to take it down, though. Yeah, and and good for Rick Bonus too. You know what? I he was the um, uh, we'll call it the alternate coach or the inter sorry the interim coach, and yep, um, he's he's dialed in now. So good good for them. Good for the Dallas Stars. I I hope the hope for our sake the Tampa Bay Lightning take it down. They're injury riddled. 
Um, it didn't even look like Braden Point was going to play today. I don't think you're going to see um, Stamkos in the finals. However, um, it, it, it'll it be a good Stanley Cup finals. I know um, football's taking precedence right now. Um, the NBA finals will uh, still be on the back burner when it comes to the NFL. So um, it is what it is. Before we go to break, um, why don't we do what we always do um, since we started this off? Um, I got a good lead to start here. Let's uh, let's do our NFL picks for uh, for this week. As we always do, we uh, we take a lock of the week. We take another pick, and then we uh, we um, ultimately do the Monday night football game for all the uh, gambling degenerates that need uh, some help. Uh, listen, I I'm one and zero this year on Monday night, so so let's keep it going here. Uh, Ginger, you want to go first? I believe I am. Did I start off last week, or did, was that you? Who actually, started off actually, you did start off last week, and you didn't do so well. So, so let me let me go first. Yeah, lead, lead us off here. Show me, show me the way, Dutch. All right. Since I'm two and one, I'll uh, I'll start here. Uh, listen. Uh, so my lock of the week, I got the Arizona Cardinals at minus six and a half over the Redskins. I know the Redskins had a big. Uh, come from behind victory but i got the arizona cardinals as my lock of the week minus six and a half they were my team of the week this week kyler murray and uh hopkins and crew they uh they did uh amazing i also got seattle it's an actually a, another primetime game and i i'm not a big fan of taking the primetime games but i got seattle russell wilson just looks prime he's they're minus four over the new england patriots Sorry, Cam Newton. I know you had a little uh, a little fun the first week, but that was just all show. Seattle, minus four, taking them. And in the Monday night game, I'm actually thinking Las Vegas. Uh, I think they're going to keep it close. I got them at plus six. So I'm going with three home teams. I got the Las Vegas Raiders, the Arizona Cardinals, and the Seattle Seahawks are my three picks for this week. Ginger, there we go. All right, um, I, I I like him. I do like him, and uh, I'm gonna go in a little bit of a different direction. I'm not gonna take uh, any of the games that that you got. Obviously, them then other than the Monday night one. Okay. And I'm gonna start. Uh, I'm gonna start something that's close to home with you, and I'm gonna start with the Indianapolis Colts and the Minnesota Vikings. Uh uh-uh. Yep. And I'm actually going to take it. You're going to like this pick, Dutch, because in my lock of the week, I'm going to take Mike Zimmer and the Minnesota Vikings football team to go on the road to Indianapolis, which I know doesn't mean much right now. But I believe they're a plus three underdogs. And I think they're going to win that football game outright. I think they're, they're a flat out better football team than the Indianapolis Colts. I don't think Phillip Rivers has helped this football team at all. Um, Marlon Mack just tore his ACL. He's out. I know they've got uh, Jonathan Taylor at the running back position. That's going to nicely fill in, but I don't think that's going to matter. And I think the Vikings are going to come in to come in in Indianapolis. And I think they're going to win that football game. I don't even think they're going to need the points. And uh, I think they're going to win outright. So if you're looking on the money line, folks, that's a nice little value pick there. And uh, I'm taking my lock of the week as the Minnesota Vikings at plus three points. Second pick, I'm going to take the Baltimore Ravens 
on the road. I was not impressed by the Houston Texans. I think the Texans get off to an 0-2 start. I know we're laying seven here, and it's a little bit heavy, but I'm taking the Ravens. I think the Ravens proved, and they were one of my teams of the week, um, that uh, they're here to stay. And you know what? Lamar Jackson showed he was another one of those guys that showed that, you know what, I may, I'm, I'm here to stay. Absolutely destroyed the Cleveland Browns, and I'm taking the Baltimore Ravens minus seven on the road. Taking the road road teams here, Dutch. I'm I'm getting road heavy here. I love it. And then the Monday night football game. Why not? I gotta I gotta ride it. I gotta ride it here. <laughs> Why not? Um, I'm taking the Saints. <laughs> I love it. We 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 went uh, opposite ways on uh, on week one, and we'll go opposite ways on week two. And I'll take the Saints minus six. Why not ride the road teams the whole way through? Three road teams. I got three home teams. Uh, listen, I'm up two one right now. This could be an early uh, early stand here, but no, I, I like your picks. I really do. Um, we'll obviously agree to disagree on the Vegas uh, Vegas with um, the Saints, just because that's what we do. So we'll figure it out. We'll see how it plays out. Um, I'm excited. I, I want, really want to talk to a little bit of fantasy football when we come back because I'm, I'm, I'm pumped with uh, one of the pools that we're in. Uh, let's take us to break. Well, what do you do? Well, let's finish it up here. Yep, for sure. For uh, for all of the listeners out there, make sure you're following us at Ginger and Dutch One, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We got a uh, new weekly challenge coming out. Ginger and Dutch and I were uh, out at Angus Glen today having a little Callaway uh, day from our sponsors. So uh, make sure you check that out later in the week on all of our social media platforms. And we'll catch you on the flip side. You're listening to another episode of Excellence by Ginger and Dutch. You ready? You want to dial it up? Let's dial it up. Here comes the blitz. All right, listeners, hope you enjoyed the break there on the Ginger and Dutch podcast, a little segment there. We got up-to-date news here. The Miami Heat have just defeated the Boston Celtics game one of the Eastern Conference Finals in the NBA in overtime, 117-114. Nice little upset there uh, in my mind. I thought the Celtics would have took an early lead there. But this Heat team is gritty, and uh, they will not go away. So I think we're in for a long series there in that Eastern Conference Final, eh, Dutch? Oh, I think so, too. Uh, Goran Dragic had 29 points. I think that might even be a career high. He was uh, unbelievable tonight. Yeah, Crowder had 22 points. Butler had 20 points. Uh, they were, they were, they were really, really good. And for a 117-114 victory, like you said, kudos to them. Game one in the books. Uh, it, it might be a long series, which uh, ultimately is going to help probably the Los Angeles Lakers, like we talked about. Uh, the other game is just going on right now, game seven, and they're uh, they're just on their way. They're early in the first quarter, so we won't even talk about it. Let's hope that let's hope the. The Nuggets, like we talked about before break, let's hope that they can 
they can splash and and make a little noise in the bubble here and and finish it off. So what do we got going on here for the little blitz here there, Ginge? Well, welcome to the Blitz Blue 42, I-79, <laughs> dial it up. Let's get into the Blitz here. And what other way to start the Blitz? We had David Hearn on a couple of weeks ago. Yes. Canada Golf Dutch. We were so excited. Those who are following us on all of our social media feeds, we were jacked up. Hey, David Hearn comes on the Ginger and Dutch podcast, and what does he do? He contends at the Safeway Open. No better way. Michael Gligich, we had Brooke Henderson up there in a major. Hey, let's talk about it. Canada golf. Unbelievable. You know, listen, let's, let's, let's be fair here. D- David Hearn didn't have a, uh, he hasn't had a great season this year and, and we'll take, we'll take props where we need to take props. And I know it wasn't anything to do with us, but comes on the G and D podcast, goes out, he's relaxed. And what does he do? He fires an unbelievable, I think he was minus 15. I can't remember the exact score, yep. but yep. Yep. Minus 15, Dutch. You're bang on, bud. P14 with, with uh, Michael Gaelic. Unbelievable. I'm so proud of the guy. I hope it was because of us. I hope he makes a big run. I, and, and it was so, so cool to see. We were cheering him on. You and I were back and forth. Oh, he's got a birdie putt on this hole. He's got a birdie putt on this hole. It, it was it was fun. It was fun. I, I enjoyed a, a, a meaningless golf tournament, but it meant a lot for somebody and, and, and for David Hearn to, to show up and put a performance in. Kudos to him. Brooke Henderson just misses out. Ha- had a chance in the playoff to win a major. Uh, what can we say? She's already won 10, 10, 10 tournaments. She's She's phenomenal. She's only 23 years old. Canada yep. golf. Big props. We're on a roll. Let's keep it going. Yeah, and, and the thing that the, the thing that I noticed, and and I was just full dived in on a deep dive on David Hearn, and I was really excited about uh, about how he was playing golf this week at the Safeway. It, and what I noticed, and I followed along on the tour tracker on television, the the whole nine yards, and. I followed all four rounds, and what I noticed is, is that when you break it down in a, in a four-round golf tournament, and even as a golf professional locally, is how close it comes down to it at the end. You know, you look, I, you know, I look, I followed all four rounds, like I said, and he had two three putts, and he missed a five-footer on, I believe, the ninth hole on the final round. Well you start to add those little small things up over four rounds and, and that's a shot a day. And he's all of a sudden to 19 and 20 under, and it could be a totally different golf tournament. Yeah. And, and for our listeners out there, and that, and that's kind of the point that I'm trying to drive home is, is, is that, you know, you see a guy at 15 under and you see the leader at 21 under, but what, but the, the average fan doesn't realize is, is is that how close that individual or how close that golfer was to winning that golf tournament. Yeah. Because it's a shot or two here or there that changes the mindset that the ball goes in and it's, you know, all of a sudden Hearn's 18 under or 19 under. Well, that's a different mindset. Maybe he makes an extra birdie or two 
sinks leads a little bit closer and maybe he doesn't get to 21. Like it's, it's a real fine line out there and, and so proud of, like you said, so proud of her and so proud of Canada golf and really cool. So great little segue into uh, the U S open. Hey, we usually get this golf tournament in June. It's now in September wing foot. We've seen the Twitter highlights for those that are following along. Can we get a tougher golf course than this? In late September, the rough's going to be up. Dutch, what do you think? Uh, I don't even know. I, you know, I, watching some of those highlights, there's no doubt in my mind that this will be an over par victory for whoever can hold it together. And I know the players are going to hate it. I know it's going to be over par. So seeing all the highlights, seeing everything that we've had. Listen, when when you when you see a, a a guy like, or when you hear the 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 conversation with uh with an old guy like Billy Casper who won that way way back. One of my good buddies there, who was a a, a longtime listener of G and D uh, in in Dugan, telling us that four straight rounds. Casper on a par three. I think it, it's on the back nine. Laid up in on a par three. He's laying up in fear of disaster. Tell me that the golf course is not extreme hard. Because you and I both know that I don't think I've ever laid up on a par three in my life. So uh, it's going to be survival of the fittest. I can't wait to discuss our picks. It'll be a great, great track. I can't wait to see these guys struggle. Yeah, and, and hey, um, this golf course is a is a historic golf course. It's, it's a Tillinghast design. Um, one of the only golf courses from our side, uh, Scarborough Golf Club up here in Canada, uh, that's a Tillinghast design. Yep. Um, and, and when you log on to, to the website here at, at Wingfoot Golf Club um, in New York here, and they've got a picture of, of Ben Hogan and Jack Nicholas shaking hands, you know that this is a historic golf course. And you know that, that their membership in this golf course has extreme pride in not only the setup of the golf course, but the difficulty of the golf course. They've got a past champion section. They've got a, a the thing on the main page saying, you know, Tiger Woods, Jack Nicholas, Spieth, Thomas Kisner, like they've got all the names up there. So they're they're just so prideful that their golf course is hosting. We all remember Davis Love under the rainbow when he lost his father, um, winning the PGA Championship here at this golf course. So there's just so many stories, and there's there's just everything is culminating with COVID nineteen and and the golf season winding down in, in all of eastern the eastern seaboard here in North America. And this is the one. You know, as we move into the fall, we'll we'll move on to the Masters, but the Masters, but this is the golf tournament here and um they're they're this is their showcase. This is what it is for them and, and they're not gonna let this down and it'll be interesting to see uh, what that final score ends up being Dutch, but I agree with you 100% that it's going to be over par and I'm interested to hear your picks. So let's, uh, as you've done all night, let's lead us off. And I want to hear what, uh, who you got here 
taking the U.S. Open down. Yeah, and you know, before we do our picks, I'm, I'm, I want to, I want to go on to this COVID program, and and I and I know we talked about this off air, but I, I obviously they've got way more dollars and cents and technology maybe than what we do, but how does a guy like Tommy Fleetwood get to go and play in the Portugal Open last week, and then? Come back this week and play in the PGA Tour. Like, I guess the fourteen day pro, the fourteen day quarantine's thrown out the radar. It's just ridiculous. Well, and you, we nailed it way back when we when we started the podcast. Here is that these guys are gonna get privileges and stuff that the the average public is not gonna have availability to, or they're not gonna have access to. Uh, so I agree. It it does piss you off, and and this is why I went on that rant way back in the start of May about how this whole thing is bullshit. About how we're gonna, you know, people these the NFL and all these these leagues are using thousands upon thousands of tests, and the average public is left out there stranded on the island on Rivas Island, waiting days on end for the results. Right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and it's uh, uh, I get it. Okay, they're they're different than us. It just it's just frustrating to see. I mean, we're 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 starting to go backwards here in uh, Ontario. However, there still should be some type of protocol. I know these guys get it, and if they're not going to do that, then then why can't they change it to the way that same as us? Listen, I'm not about to go on a vacation anytime soon, but if I wanted to go down to the Orlando Golf Show in the winter time. So why can't I go down there? And if I come back, I'll I'll go get tested right away. Let me get tested so that I don't have to take a fourteen day court team because I think it's ridiculous. But that that's just me. That's my opinion on it. Yeah, and that, and I think I think a lot of people are are kind of feel the same boat, and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there, especially on the business sector and and people that are still trying to travel and do business across um, across North America and, and worldwide that are trying to make a living that want to feel that same way. And not only that in sports as well. So um, I, I hear your frustration, um, but I think we had to expect that this was going to be a part of the deal um, from those worldwide sports is the PGA tour and the U S open pushing the limit a little bit. I gotta agree with you there, Dutch. I think they're, I think they're pushing the limit a little bit on this one. But um, hey, we all see what's happening down there, and they're they're kind of la- very laissez faire. And and let's get into our picks here. Big gun of the week. Well said, Ginger. All right, I'm gonna go off the radar a little bit. I'm I'm getting rid of the three. I like it. I'm getting rid of the three big guns here. I'm getting rid of. I'm getting rid of. I'm 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 not going DJ. I'm not going Rom. I'm not going JT. So you can throw those guys out the window. And I don't get me wrong. Listen, they're 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 all they're all in the top four across the board. You look at any prognosticator. You look at it, CBS. You look at PGA. You look at all these guys and all the rankings. Those guys are all at the top. I'm going separate. I think I think just like you said to me off air. I think it's the ball strikers. I think it's going to be about a fairways, and I think it's going to be about um, strokes gained uh, across the board. I'm going with Xander Shoffley as my big gun of the week. I'm going to go with Patrick Cantley. The last four 
U.S. Opens. He's been the T25. I think he's poised to be in the top 10. I think he's going to make a good run. And my sleeper pick this week is going to be Matthew Fitzpatrick. I think he's going to do very, very well here. I think he's going to hold his own. And don't be surprised. Come Saturday morning, he's the he's the leader in the clubhouse going into Saturday morning. Ginger? I love it. I absolutely love it, Dutch. And I'm, I'm going the same way. You know what? Um, it'd be easy for us to sit here and, and like you said last week at uh, when we had East Lake or two weeks ago when we had East Lake Golf Club and, and us to sit on this podcast and, and take the easy pick. But that's not what Ginger and Dutch and the Ginger and Dutch podcast is all about. So I'm going to follow the lead of my man Dutch and I'm going to go off the board a little bit. And my lock of the week is the fairway finder himself. Doesn't hit it more than 290 yards, but this guy finds fairways. And if you look at the historical stats of all the big major championships that have been held at the, the Wingfoot Golf Club, Webb Simpson can find the fairway, and he's going to hit these small little greens in these small little pockets with all of these undulations, and I think he's going to contend. He had a good couple rounds in the final round at, at Eastlake, and he's ready for the U.S. Open. I've got to go with the homer pick, ride that Canadian wave that we just talked about, Love Canada it. golf. I'm taking another fairway finder, top 20 in fairways, hit all season long here in 2020 on the PGA Tour, and that's homegrown Elmira Golf Club, local boy Corey Connors. I think he's going to be our lock steady guy that's going to be in that top 20 he's got his game back he's ready to go for the u.s open and my sleeper another ball striker i think if he can find his game i think he's he's shaping up into form he always seems to find himself up in these u.s opens the pga championships some of these big major tournaments the veteran close to my heart lee westwood Uh I i think he makes another little run i'm not saying he's gonna win but for those sprinkling a few shekels you never know. I think Lee Westwood is a guy that can find himself into the top 10 at good odds. Nice little value pick. Folks, you can make yourself a few little bucks there off of Lee Westwood if he can find himself up into the top 10. Hey, not bad. Listen, Lee Westwood's going to be there for sure. He's definitely not going to win because he can't win any of these big win- big events. But top 10, not a bad pick. So before we, uh, before we shut her down, I, d- I just wanted to really quickly talk um, – Two minutes here, and we're and we're out of here with fantasy football. Yep. Um, you know what? We're all in a bunch of these. You're in a bunch. I'm in a bunch. I'm. I don't want to say I'm getting bored of the 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 regular one, but I, I'm I'm in a we're in a really cool. You and I are both in the same one. I'm. A, we're in a really cool survivor fantasy football. So for those of you that have never done it before, I I encourage you to do it it's so much fun and it's straight up 17 guys in this pool guys or girls pick your team all scores not head to head the lowest team each week gets eliminated and all of their players go back into the pot for a waiver wire pickup it's phenomenal. I'm having so much fun. We started it last year. We're in year two. Both you and I 
Jins made it through week one. Last year, I finished, uh, I think, fourth, just out of yep. the money. I just know out of the money. You were about mid of the middle of the pack, but yeah, I was. I think I was ninth out of sixteen. Yeah, so what, a, middle, what a middle what of a pack. different way to do a do a do a survivor pool slash fantasy. It's a ton of fun. I recommend it. Um, you got any questions? Reach out to us on our. Uh, on all of our social media uh, sites. We would love to help you out with it for next year because it's a blast. So, folks, if you've never been a part of a league like this before, it's a guillotine league. Dutch and I always recommend doing it. Absolutely phenomenal way to do fantasy football. A little bit of a change up from the regular. And as we always do, we're going to send a little shout out to our sponsors here on the Ginger and Dutch podcast. Thanks to Callaway Golf hosting us at Angus Angus Glen Golf Club today. Make sure you check out our little Ginger and Dutch Challenge here live from uh, Callaway, Angus Glen. Make sure you're following us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Ginger and Dutch 1. Thanks to Maui Jim for their sponsorship. And as we always do in the Ginger and Dutch podcast, we'll end it off with a little closing thoughts over to my man, Dutch. Dutch, closing (laughs) thoughts. Well, I don't have much. Uh, yeah, you, you beat me on a challenge. I can't wait for everybody to see it. It was actually very good footage by a good buddy from Mill Run, Mr. Ben Reed. Yeah, it was a good day. Another good podcast. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great night. We'll check you next time. Dutch. Got in this off. You know what? You whooped my ass on the golf course today. The footage we got was one little chip shot that uh, Ginger got lucky today. But uh, the boys played well. I did not. But, um, hey, enjoy the footage because Ginger got lucky. And <laughs> I stole a little challenge from my man Dutch. But like yes. Dutch said, uh, enjoy the podcast tonight, guys. Enjoy week two of the NFL football. And we'll catch you next week. we got a fantastic special guest. We got a little NHL guest coming up. We got more special guests along the way. Dutch and I are working to find more. So uh, stay tuned with us. We got some good guests coming up. And uh, enjoy the football. Enjoy the Stanley Cup playoffs. Enjoy all the sports. Because in a couple months, who knows what we got. I'm Ginger. And I'm Dutch.